So what's going on, Jay? Well, I think we've had an interesting week. We have. Um, Jay here is looking to replace an M2, which he stupidly thought he could daily drive in Sarasota <laughs> traffic, right? The car is beautiful and amazing. The problem mm. is it's a stick shift, and I have to drive about an hour one way taking my son to school. Mm-hmm. And it sort of killed the pleasure of the car because I live in Florida and all the roads are straight. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you may have the better version of the M2 already as a fun car. <clears throat> well, that could be part of the problem. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Hint, it's orange. If anyone <laughs> can pick up on what that is. So uh, this week, um, Jay's in town uh, where I live. And we've been searching for a replacement for the M2 as a daily. Uh, looking for something with four doors, uh, potentially automatic. Yeah, potentially uh, automatic. There are a few manuals that you were thinking about, but uh, we're looking for good dual clutches uh, and maybe even an SUV. Ooh. Um, so, Can we admit that so, out loud? Uh, it, it, this is a podcast about cars, not a podcast about SUVs, Jay. <laughs> so, uh, so maybe you should go into what we've been looking at. So my priorities with getting a new car have been number one I want I want really good engine response. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I hit the throttle, I really want it to have instant torque. Mm-hmm. So I thought about an E90 M3, right? The four-door naturally aspirated V8, which I've had several of, and I wanted to maybe get even the DCT this time. But that is an amazing engine that makes 414 horsepower. However, that's at like 8,000 RPM screaming red line, mm-hmm. which you have to be a lunatic to drive. Yeah. What it makes like 150 pound-feet of torque. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like 295, which is pretty terrible. Pretty sure your GTI makes more than that. Now it does. Yes. Um, so E90 was out. So E90 was out. Um, the other thing I have in mind is I want to be mm, 45 and under budget. I don't want to like have to sell a house or something to, to buy this car. Um, so I want it to be fun. Here's where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. I want it to be fun, really good responsive engine, some luxury, uh, be nice to look at so that when I lock the door and walk away from the car, I turn around and look. Mm-hmm. That's how you know everyone knows you bought the right car. Yeah. So it kind of narrows down the playing field. An engine I really like, which they don't make anymore, is the supercharged uh, V6 from the Audis, the B8. The S engines, the S4, S5, right? And the SQ5. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we'll get into this later, but I've had some loaner cars from Porsche, which include four-cylinder turbo Macans. And what I've mm-hmm. learned from that, because I don't personally own an SUV, but what I've learned from that is I kind of like being a little bit higher up in the traffic. For you some understand reason, why soccer moms like SUVs. I am a soccer mom now. I am hardcore manual <laughs> purist turned... Uh-huh. Soccer mom. <laughs> Nothing nice. like some uh, brutal traffic every day will turn you into that. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help that every other car on the road is an SUV now. So if you're in a car like we are, uh, you can't see over anything to see how many times you sat through this light and how many more times you're going to have to. Good. No, no, it's true. And I think the reason I'm sort of taking this freedom and going against everything I've ever stood for as being a traditional car purist for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is need and two is, you know, I have kind of some fun cars in the garage Yeah, that I'm rationalizing out. Mm -hmm. I can use when I get sick and tired of the boring automatic SUV or four door. Mm -hmm. We'll get to Jay's garage in a later podcast. Uh, (laughs) that, that could take a little while to go through. 
Yeah, but we'll definitely get to it. Yeah, and Jay's car history because it's quite extensive. So this week, uh, we have test-driven a lot of things, um, mostly Audis, as uh, it, the engine. Some Mercedes. A Mercedes, yes. which neither of us are Mercedes guys, but we actually came away quite impressed with that car. Let's talk about that one. The, the GLC 43 AMG, the AMG light uh, of the Mercedes-Benz AMG range. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts going in? Let's start with that. Because I, I know I had some preconceived notions being that it was a Mercedes. So go ahead with that. So as a rule of thumb, I've always really liked the AMGs because it has a monstrous engine, mm-hmm. an amazing exhaust note, oh, yeah. torque for days. German muscle car. <clears throat> and they really don't come in automatic. So kind of sounds like a really good formula for what I'm looking for, right? Mm-hmm. You mean they don't come manual? This they really only come in automatic, yeah. 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 And I like the GLC because, truthfully, my neighbor across the street has one. It has a good stance to it. It's sort of low, a little bit wide looking. But I didn't have high expectations because it's the 43. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of knows that there's a 63, yeah. and that's kind of the one you want. And in the past, I've had a C63 in 2009. That was a mind-blowing, hilarious car that I had to replace the tires after 4,000 miles. Mm-hmm. True story. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I, I liked it. it. It sounded really good. It had plenty of power. I didn't feel any kind of turbo lag. No, no. Um, the salesman was very courteous to point out to us that it had two turbos. Yes. He thought that and we had no idea what we were driving. We had no idea. <laughs> what he didn't know is it's a hot V with the, tur- <laughs> with the turbos inside. <laughs> yeah, he did not know that. And that, we could just spend a whole podcast talking about salesman experience. Oh, but, God. But anyway. But anyway, to answer your question, I liked, I liked the room. I liked the seating position. I felt like I could see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular model was black interior. It had, it had red seat belts, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, white exterior, though. Not that car's color. You know, I'm not a fan of the white on that car. I feel mm-hmm. like... AMG with black just helps you. It's that mean persona. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when I got to like a, one that I would really like with the spec that I would enjoy that has the performance exhaust and all these things that I want, um, it was like 70 grand, mm-hmm. which is obviously way over my budget for this intended purpose. So Yeah, and it's not like you can buy a used GLC 43 because they literally came out like six months ago or whatever. Yeah. So that was crossed off the list. That got tossed out. Yeah. And maybe if it could be a future possibility, you know, yeah, in three years when they're used. Yeah, when they're used. And they're 40 car, grand with 20,000 miles. Exactly. That car will be awesome when they are pre-owned. Yeah. Get one of those CPO'd, mm-hmm. boom. Which brings up a good point. Mm-hmm. SQ5. Yes. Audi's venerable crossover, the Q5, which came out, and I believe, and you guys will probably correct me on this, but I believe it came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. Same body style, great chassis, great interior room. Looks, It still looks fresh today, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Absolutely. Supercharged engine. They're claiming 354 horsepower. We all know that's understated. Germans lie. Mm-hmm. And it's a supercharger. Let me repeat that. It is supercharged, and they no longer have supercharging in Audis. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's important and the reason I care about that is because with a supercharger, there is literally no lag. You hit the throttle. No, you think about hitting the throttle, mm-hmm. and it responds... Instant. Telepathically. Like a, it's like a big naturally aspirated V8 and like a Corvette. Mm-hmm. I thought Jay was out of his mind talking about this. You hear about good throttle response, you immediately think natural aspiration. Yep. But a supercharged V6 in the S models, the S4, S5, and SQ5, yep. surprisingly, was amazing. Quite a masterpiece. Smooth, buttery smooth power, and amazing, amazing throttle response. I love that engine. I love the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's not overkill. It's not like oh my god, the tires are roasting off. Mm. And in no way, shape, or form is it underpowered. It, it, it is metered out. I mean, in in the most very specific millimeter of power you ever wanted. If you want to go slightly fast, then you barely touch the pedal. And if you want to go really fast, you touch it more. Yeah, I noticed it's that. just it's like linked to your brain almost. It, it, yeah, it, you can you can do tenth throttle and just go along with traffic, or you could do fifty percent throttle and and speed away from everybody, or you can do a hundred percent throttle and literally make the person in your passenger seat uh do a ab workout yeah like when we were test driving that black one uh yesterday you kept hitting the throttle and (laughs) my abs are sore today because (laughs) i was having to put all my might into keeping my entire head and neck from snapping back into the into the headrest yeah i don't know if you noticed or not but i had a little fun with that because you i would wait till you start talking and then i would just hit the throttle Mm. and you would be like oh yeah yeah thanks for that so, so this, this week has been really interesting because I found what I thought was going to be the ultimate S4 for me, a DSG and C-Ping Blue because I love my mm-hmm. blues. Yes. In Minnesota, that didn't work out. Then I found a black one in Minnesota. That didn't work out. Then a snowstorm came. Mm-hmm. Then I found... Dropped three feet of snow on top of every car in Minnesota. <laughs> then I found another one in Beverly Hills and one in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But the one in Beverly Hills ended up selling while I was negotiating. The mm-hmm. one in New York. These are both Daytona Gray, correct? Daytona Gray, yeah. S4s. Yeah. Uh, DSGs, so you get the dual clutch, so mm-hmm. it's still fun and fast. It's not a slush box, per se. Yeah. Both of these cars have about 6,000 miles on them at the right price. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, this is fantastic. They're both CPO. So the one in Beverly Hills sells. I'm in, in Minnesota getting snowed on. That one sells. Okay, fine. I'll go to New York. So I go to New York and land in LaGuardia, take the Uber, get there. Salesman says, oh, it hasn't even gone through the shop yet. There's several things that need to be done. I took it for a test drive. The tires were making noise. The brakes were making noise. It rode like garbage. Mm-hmm. And I know the car very well, and it didn't ride properly. So that was an exercise of frustration, you might say. Mm-hmm. So then I hopped a plane immediately to where else? Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Where I live. Where Corey lives. So, and once again, we find more S4s, S5s, mm. and SQ5. Yes. Um, yeah, there were surprise. I think it's the uh, Midwest thing, uh, Quattro. Yeah, you find a lot of S model Audis in Minnesota, Ohio, New York. It's the all weather sports sedan. Yep, you, you can't. I mean, you can drive a, a 340i in the snow. I mean, some of us would, but the Quattro gives you some uh, peace of mind. That you can kind of make it through everything. So I think that's why there's so many for sale up here. Yeah, Quattro, Quattro, Adi Quattro is kind of the standard bearer, right? They sort of hold the standard for that mm-hmm. segment. Yeah. For um, better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. Made very famous during the early 80s when they ruled the, mm-hmm. the rally world with their Adi Quattro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what we're, what we're seeing right now is a proliferation of U's. S4s, S5s, and SQ5 coming, coming off the market because they're coming out of lease. Mm-hmm. And Audi Financial Services is sending them to the auction and dealerships are buying them. Mm-hmm. And if they're in good enough shape, they're CPOing them and some fool like me gets to come along and buy them. Yeah. So you're looking at a slightly used Audi S, fill in the number there, Four. With, with anywhere from ten to 30,000 miles. Yep. Anywhere from the mid-30s to the high-40s. Yeah. And you can kind of pick and choose from there. You there's certain there's a few different colors that are really common. Uh, I would say black, Daytona gray, white, silver, silver, very common. 
you get into you're looking at maybe the sea paying blue a little bit harder to find you pay a two or three thousand dollar premium but it's an amazing color yeah i think that's the color you really have to want mm-hmm. it is i think a lot of people don't want it <clears throat> but the people who do want it really want it and there's not a lot of them so speaking of that we found a Peng Blue SQ5 at a very famous car dealership in Columbus called the Toy Barn. Yes. Uh, nearly brand new. And what did you uh, think about that one? So it's a 2017 with, uh, I believe, about 6,800 miles. Yeah. Seaping Blue, black interior, carbon atlas inlays, mm-hmm. 21-inch wheels, red caliper. I mean, this thing was built. In fact, it was owned by Audi Corporate, who are headquartered in Herndon, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the car was registered in Virginia. Corporate vehicle, fleet vehicle. Uh, Toy Barn bought it when, to, when it went to lease in January of this year. Um, $66,000 sticker on that car. Mm-hmm, they have brand it. new. But now they're selling it, the Toy Barn is selling it for about $54,500. Mm-hmm. has 6,000 miles on it. So that's the thing with these these off-lease Audis is you're getting a 60 something thousand dollar car in the low 40s, sometimes mid to high 30s mm-hmm. on the S4. Yeah. This particular SQ5 being less than a year old, really, 6,000 miles, 12 or $13,000 worth of depreciation, you're already, you, you let someone else handle that. Still kind of, I mean, $55,000 car is not cheap, but. Well, I was just going to say, unfortunately for me, I drove it. Mm-hmm. That was my first mistake. Yeah. And then, then I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. That was my second mistake. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh yeah, that is about $10,000 over my price range and my budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, unfortunately for me, I had to put that one on ice. But... In the showroom. But, and we'll get to more of the story later, I sort of had, because this makes no sense at all, but I had a manual two-door S5 on hold because it's beautiful and it's rare and the miles are good and it's immaculate and I'm yeah. trying to make this car work. During but... this Columbus search, we you had secretly <gasps> put a deposit down on an S5 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, because I had a... A manual. I had a layover. Yeah, yeah, of and course. And I had to look at cars. I mean, you're not going to sit at the airport and do nothing. You're going to no. go car shopping. Yeah, obviously. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> I talked to this guy. He's like, oh, I got nothing. We exchanged numbers and he calls me up about the day after I landed in Columbus and says, oh, you're never going to leave this, but... A car was just turned in off lease, manual S4, 20,000 miles, 15, owned by a doctor. It's got manual, sport diff, carbon atlas inlays, the rotor blade wheels, the whole thing. The car is gorgeous, perfect. And I could have had it. And, I, and the car was so amazing that I sort of forgot my priorities and what I'm trying to accomplish right now. And I went ahead and put a deposit on it because, mm-hmm. hello, yeah. it's a perfect car. And I said, Jay, you're out of your mind. It's a two-door manual. But and, then I drove and, one. And, <laughs> So, okay, back to the SQ5 yesterday at the Toy Barn. Mm-hmm. Not only did they have the SQ5, but did they have a manual S5? Uh, 2014, black over black. <coughs> Same uh, miles. Yep. Um, so and we drove that. Of course, after the SQ5. Which was another mistake. An automatic SUV. We take out a two-door manual sports car, and the salesman's like, wait, what are you <laughs> looking for? But he let us take it out because he's a super cool guy. And we went on, what, like a 45-minute test drive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh my God, is the S5 a hidden gem of a sports car? That particular one had 20-something thousand miles, and it was, what, mid-30s? 34,000? Yeah. yeah. That car is on my short list for next purchase. Amazing, amazing manual transmission. <clears throat> really like clutch, really easy to drive, perfectly... Position pedals for heel-toe downshifts. 
you have that amazing design, especially in black. It looked incredible. I cannot believe you walked away from that car. This particular one also had an AWE exhaust, which sounded the business. <coughs> and uh, had a little bit of a stance job done as well. Had some spacers. Some spacers. It looked really good. It looked amazing. Tastefully modified. Taste, very, very tastefully modified. For anyone considering an aftermarket exhaust on their S5, S4, SQ5, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and answer that question right now. AWE. In an AWE exhaust. I did not know. It was incredible. AV6 could sound that good. It wasn't too loud. It wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't too quiet. Yeah. It was tonal perfection. Mm-hmm. It did not buzz. It didn't drone. Zero drone. It didn't sound fake. Or showy even. Yeah. It just... It, it just literally enhanced what was already there. Mm-hmm. Something that every exhaust company tries to do, and I think mostly fail miserably at that. Yeah. yeah most of them are drone machines. It's just... just <laughs> yeah. But this sounded more sort of refined. Mm-hmm. Dare I say exotic? If German really is exotic, did. it's yeah. refined. Uh-huh. It's exotic. Is it's as exotic as a German would ever get? Yeah, uh, Audi would have never <coughs> shipped a car that sounded like that. So, if I were to describe the S5 in one word, I would say graceful power. It's two words, Jay. It felt very graceful. <laughs> if I were to describe graceful. it in Two words, I would say graceful power. Okay. It's pretty graceful, right? It is. Is that a good word for it? Restrained aggression. Restrained aggression, yeah. If I could say two words. Self-assured power. Mm -hmm. I think the design really helps with that, too, because it's such a classic shape. There's no extra scoops. There's no spoiler. It's just so... It's very, dare I say it, Aston Martin-esque, that design. It's got that, that classic coupe shape. Front engine, rear drive, classy. Proportions. You get the great proportions. Oh. Not every there's no like the designers stopped drawing as another podcaster always complains about designers not doing. <laughs> um, they stopped drawing just at the right time. Yeah, modern classic, instant classic. That car in twenty years will still look good. And the fact that you can get one for thirty five thousand dollars. It's ten years old right now, and it looks fresh. Uh-huh. It Absolutely. looks beautiful. Yeah, but. Like we said, uh, manual two door was out. So, where are you now? So we did. So we kind of did a little math here, right? So we kind of add the SQ5 plus the S5, mm-hmm. and you divide by two. Mm-hmm. What does that leave you with? You meet in the middle somewhere around S4. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then and then you add a little color to the S4 to give it some flavor. I think they call it sepang. Is that what you pronounce yeah, that? I think it's sepang or sepang or whatever you want to C-pang call it. Blue. Seaping blue. The point mm. is, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Where is this car? Well, of course, it's not close by at all, and it's in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. So let's just recap where you've been on this yeah. journey. Let's recap. Th- just this half of the journey. There was a full beginning section we won't bore you with. Yeah, we only go into that right now. Um, this journey began in Sarasota, Florida. Flew to Minnesota. Braved a, a snowstorm. Poor Floridian had to yeah. deal with some snow. That's right. It's rough. I mean, how did you even oh. make it through that? Oh, it's rough. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Flew to New York. <laughs> Had a bad experience, flew to Columbus, kind of figured out what you really wanted, right? Yep. Now you're flying to Texas, and maybe this is the car. This has been a... God, God bless Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope for the love of God. That uh, your journey comes to a very satisfying uh, and very climactic ending, and you are uh, a happy man in a Peng Blue S4. 
Yeah, because at this point, my budget is getting smaller and smaller because I'm blowing it all on plane tickets mm -hmm. and hotels. Yeah. It's a little bit ridiculous. So, um, Corey, you've been, you've been nice enough to host me here, and, and um, obviously, I'll be very excited to send you pictures and tell you all about the S4. Mm -hmm. And since it's a daily driver, I'm, I will probably drive it to Columbus, Ohio one day. Hopefully. Um, and the, our next podcast, we will find out if, in fact, Jay uh, bought the Seapang Blue S4. We will know by then, yeah. and I'll be able to speak to it. And tell us how amazing it is. And if all goes as planned, hopefully to God, I will have the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll be able to talk about it. And we'll be podcasting from Amelia Island. We uh, will be podcasting from Amelia Island. Yeah. In fact, let's talk about it for a second, because that's coming up, what, March 8th? Yeah. You're flying down uh -huh. to Tampa. I am. On a Thursday, mm -hmm. picking you up. Yep. Driving to Jacksonville, because Friday morning... Is the Porsche driving experience. Porsche driving experience. That is going to be awesome. You essentially meet early in the morning. Uh, the Porsche folks put you together, take you out to an airport facility. Mm -hmm. You drive around some orange cones, do some driving in a parking lot. Uh -huh. Autocross is what they call that? I guess they do. <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. um, and check out some of the new Porsche cars. And mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to that. Saturday. Yeah. This, this will be Corey's first time, by the way, to Amelia Island. I've gone a couple times. It, it is absolutely amazing. But for, uh, excuse me, Saturday is the cars and coffee air quotes because mm -hmm. it's all day long. Yeah. But it's this is any this is not a concourse event. It's any car that's enthusiastic that shows up there. Mm -hmm. So you have your Ferrari groups, your Aston Martin groups, your BMW M group, mm -hmm. on and on and on. Yeah. And we're talking about entire <clears throat> entire golf course covered. Entire golf course of it's, cars. It's. Which is what every golf course should be. <coughs> agree. Agree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they should all be converted immediately to car shows. Yep, exactly. I would be happy with that. Um, so, yeah, we'll be podcasting from them. Um, until next time, guys, uh, talk to you later.